It's trendy to trace where your food comes from and to peer into the process that plopped it onto your plate. Is it organic, local, or free range? Did the cow have a good life? But how often do you think about where our food goes? I'm referring to the food that's prepared for us by our lunch service, Meriwether Godsey, but left alone to grow cold in a chafing dish, unloved and uneaten. Do leftovers disappear into a netherworld that exists between your stomach and the trash? Recently, I interviewed Mr. Wes Rosati, Potomac's executive chef, to find out what happens to the cafeteria food that never hits students' plates. Spoiler, most still edible leftovers that are not repurposed in soups or salads are donated to Path Forward Virginia, a social services organization whose self-described mission is to transform lives by delivering housing solutions and pathways to stability. I called up the nonprofit to learn about our leftover lunches next stop on their post-Potomac journey. Mr. Stephen Champion, a shelter monitor at Path Forward who helps manage food distribution, talked to me about minimizing food waste and maximizing human dignity in the distribution of food. Here's our conversation. Um, okay, so could you just start by introducing yourself, please, and um, your organization? Yeah, my name is Stephen Champion, and I'm a shelter monitor. All right. I know that um, my school donates our leftover food that doesn't get eaten or touched in the cafeteria to your organization to be distributed among, you know, vulnerable communities. Could you just tell me a little bit about that process and what kind of food can be saved and donated to these people? Sure. So um, once the food is brought, uh, donated, uh, we use distributor to the clients. Um, uh, it's really around the clock. Um, we have set times for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but of course, if anyone's hungry, we're not going to say no, we're not going to give you food. So we can feed anywhere between roughly 50 to 100 clients per shift. Um, so the food that you all donate really, uh, it really helps us out and really helps with hunger. Yeah, I my school is Potomac School, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned okay. that. Um, All right, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so, what kind of food can be served? Cold cut sandwiches, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, sometimes we get hot food. Where, uh, like for instance, a couple a couple of weeks ago, they had a um, a church had like a I guess gathering and event. And they donated their leftover hot food. It was like it was like grilled chicken. It was like salad. It was like green beans. Um, so it can be food that leftover foods. Um, we have one of the local bakeries that they they donate uh, a lot of the pastries that were not brought that that day. Um, so they won't go bad. They'll donate it to us juices. They donate water. They donate dry cereal, oatmeal. They will donate snacks like chips pretzels, uh, boxes of raisins, uh, fruit, fruit snacks. Um, you, uh, we even get um, donations of poultry, like, you know, you can buy, go and we get uh, uncooked chicken, mm-hmm. and our chef cooks it, will cook it, uh, you know, so it, we just about donate anything. Yeah, and then... Any kind of food. That's that's a lot of food. So does everything that gets donated get used, or does any of it end up like not? Oh no, everything that donate gets used. Um, sometimes we even re-donate. So 
some stuff. So like oh, wow. if there is like another shelter that's in need of things, if it's if we have like a a supply of things, we'll even redonate to another shelter so that it's not being thrown away. And kind of, can you talk a little bit about uh, like the importance of food security, um, especially as it relates to these vulnerable communities? So food security is how we like how we store the food or oh like access to healthy food and can you talk about um how that's important especially in people who um are trying to get stable housing why does your organization do what it does well first of all eating healthy is very important in our society um you know, I can only imagine that, you know, without nutritious food, the amount of, like, chronic diseases and things like that, poor diets, which can lead to types of illnesses and things like that, and especially with our, pop- our vulnerable population, because, you know, when we go home, you know, we could, we most of us can afford to buy healthier foods and, and, and eat more nutritious food that, you know, they're good for our bodies, where they don't, they kind of, uh, you know, kind of get, get have to eat what's given to them, and so... You know, with us taking the lead on trying to end homelessness and provide, in hopes that one day down the road we we can provide these uh, our, our clientele with housing. You know, I think with us stepping up and taking the lead, you know, we don't we want to make sure in the process that we are feeding healthy food so that they won't you know end up with these type of chronic diseases or obesity and things like that that kind of plague our society today things like that and this also kind of teaches them too you know when they're when they actually are in their places by themselves a complete healthy meal is so that you know they're not just out there uh eating you know unhealthy foods as well Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense and lastly um my school every year does this big like they call it sandwich day where we make like thousands of sandwiches with um like cold cuts like deli turkey and deli ham Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but recently there have been some concerns that deli meat causes cancer and that it is unhealthy for people to be eating and that this is not a kind or a healthy uh, donation to be giving to food banks. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that, you know, if if something has been determined to be unhealthy, then, you know, you got to just kind of go with that. You don't want to, you know, I'm not a don't get me wrong, I'm not a scientist at all, but I, I do believe that, you know, we should be going for the more healthier foods, you know, the things that's going to help us prolong, you know, our, live, our lives and, you know, contribute to, you know, healthier, a healthier lifestyle, you know. Um, <clears throat> what you put into your body is really important, especially as you get older, you know. Um, when you're younger, you know, kind of can, you know, withstand some things. So, you know, I do believe if it's been deemed or, you know, research has proven that, you know, a certain food is causing you know certain diseases or illnesses that is something I you know we should you know really take into consideration and look for alternatives you know if alternative uh, eating habits if something that's going to harm our bodies so what do you think is like most needed or best uh, thing that a school or large organization could donate to a food bank as like a food drive uh you know canned goods vegetables um you know, maybe healthier, linear meats, if that's possible. Um, you know, a lot of things that aren't high in sugar or high in carbs, fruits and veggies are always the most important way to go. Um, you know, you know, healthier proteins. So I think that's the route. If they could do that, I think that that would be more beneficial. My last question is, how does your organization uh, minimize food waste? Uh, like I said, we minimize food, food waste because we accept anybody off the streets. We so. Our organization is a little unique because we have 
clients that are here year-round that actually live here, physically live here. Um, this is their home, their residence. So we feed them, and we also will feed anybody off the streets. You don't have to be an Arlington County resident or live in Virginia. If you're just hungry and, you know, off the streets and you want a bag lunch, we're going to feed you. This food is available to anyone here. Um, not only that, like I said, we uh, we even redistribute food. So if we have shelters that might be out of things or running low on things. We will redistribute to that shelter to make sure they're feeding be able to feed their clients and the the, uh, the population that they serve as well. So thank you so much. I really no, really appreciate you. this. No problem. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. All right, you too. My discussion with Mr. Champion was as insightful and honest as his cause is important. It was interesting to hear an on the ground perspective. Mr. Champion witnesses the immediate individual level impacts of access to healthy food. He emphasized the importance of only donating foods that are beneficial in the long term to receive recipients and educating recipients on nutrition. We are fortunate to exist in a community that sometimes takes access to fresh, healthy food for granted. We float terms like food sovereignty and sustainable diets. Though policymakers and advocates for sustainability coined these terms to bring awareness to income and food inequalities faced by as many as one in three people in the DMV, Frontline interactions with the community tell the real story. Mr. Champion grounds his work in personal interactions. He utilizes the resources he has access to, acknowledging that while the food he distributes may not always be the most healthy or sustainable choice, immediate hunger is addressed. Without talking to those on the front line, it's easy to get lost in the jargon and emphasize things that more fortunate members of society have choices about. Organic food, local fresh produce, healthy meal decisions. It's easy to forget about basic needs when we never have to think about where our next meal is coming from. Speaking to Mr. Champion, I struggled to define food security in concrete terms. I've been familiar with the concept for years, but stumbled trying to center it in the real-world scenario of Mr. Champion's work. Similarly, my first experience working at Facets, a local food distribution center, was eye-opening, a jarring contextualization of what it truly means to be food insecure. Why? The food distribution system isn't perfect. It's continually in flux and highly dependent on supply rather than demand. I volunteered at Facets several times over the course of last summer. Each time I saw families with children turned away with less food than they needed because they'd arrived early in line. I watched the excess food handed out to single individuals at the end of the day. I was reminded that even those in deepest need have preferences, pride, and priorities. I saw people elated at the sight of a fresh pepper and people rejecting foods they don't like. What if an individual prefers unhealthy food? Who are we to judge their choices? And yet, it doesn't feel right to feed vulnerable communities unhealthy food that we wouldn't eat ourselves. How do we honor personal preference while still taking into account the health consequences of the food we distribute? Without ever stepping out of our daily routine, our comfort zone, it's easy to forget and get lost in the vocabulary of the food-secure community. Organic, non-GMO, free-range. 
At the food distribution center, I saw children under 10 collecting food for their families, people with physical and intellectual challenges navigating the noisy lines, people who arrived still in work uniforms, and people shouldering newborn babies in cloth slings, people asking why there were no milk cartons left for their infants. People in need are everywhere. We cannot dehumanize or make assumptions about them, but we can work to ensure that we all have access to fresh food that fuels our bodies for years to come. Mr. Champion bridges the gap between our privileged bubble, one that can afford to squander food without thought, and those in our community who struggle to access consistent, healthy meals. He sets an inspiring example for those of us seeking food justice, but unsure of where to start. Mr. Champion devotes his life to feeding and serving the community. It would serve us well to check in with people on the front line more often, to ground ourselves, and to ensure our well-intended efforts truly serve those in need. Thank you.